of Epic Events. My name is Candace Davis and I'm the director here at VFairs of Event Programming and Creative Services. I'm excited for you to join this episode today with Chet Shaw. He's the founder of MiceBook. It's a digital hub of global event planners to source destination content, suppliers, and inspiration. So excited to get more into what uh, Chet does specifically there. But first, welcome to the show, Chet. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, before we dive into talking about business events as a force for good, tell us where you're located in the world and what you do as founder of MiceBook. Yeah, so I'm located in London and of course, but you can be located anywhere, whether it's a coffee shop, a hotel, foyer, um, but yeah, based in London and I'm CEO and founder of MiceBook and that means you do everything. <laughs> right. Yes. And specifically for planners and event organizers, that the tools that you have, the content, what you guys release is super important to, to what all of us do every single day. So tell us a little bit more about why event planners love MiceBook. So MiceBook is uh, around building community for the events industry. That's kind of our purpose. And we do have a new tagline, which we're going to come to. But it is about uh, community building, and we do that through the Digital Hub. It's got 12,000 global suppliers and 300 destination guides. We have something called Boards, which is like Pinterest for collaboration by event planners, but in a closed network. We do it through content, writing lots of great content for the industry, whether it's inspiration or trying to dissect some of the challenges that the sector faces. And then we do also do it through events, bringing the community together to learn, to educate, um, to meet the supplier buyer sector, so all three areas really about building community. Oh, that's so cool. And on behalf of all the event planners out there, including myself, thank you for you know what you do for the events industry and all the organizers out there. That's truly amazing. Um, but before we dive into today's topic, um, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what the title is for this podcast. So we labeled the podcast today as business events as a force for good. When I think of those things, I think of events on one hand and then like some sort of Star Wars, you know, <laughs> like force, you know. Um, <laughs> but for most listeners who might be wondering what this means, can you give some insight as to what business events as a force for good means to you? Yeah, um, I think it's it's a... It's something that's come out of a project that we delivered last year called Ventures. And this this phrase, business events as a force for good, was coined by Chris McHugh, who was the chief uh, lead in this expedition. He was chief expedition lead, which was his actual title. And the whole idea was that this business event where we had lots of great content and build, bringing the buyer supplier community together, as we do lots and lots of times to educate, well, actually, this, all, this whole education was around how can business events be a force for good? And I was like, wow, that's ambitious. And I, at the first, I was kind of didn't really get it and didn't really see the opportunity. In, but what it, what it has become, and it's really quite fascinating, is when we do events, we talk to masses, lots of people, whether it's 50 people, 5,000 people. So you can really influence behavior at scale. So when you try and influence behavior in a shop or something, you're doing one-to-one, -one, which is great. Those, those advancements are always needed. But the event sector could be an incredible 
tool as a force for good if the event planners, the clients, the whole ecosystem believes in it. So that's kind of where the whole phraseology came from and the event, which I'll touch on later, where it came from. How did we actually deliver that? Um, it's, it's a really ambitious title, but I feel like this sector can be one of the sectors for, as, as a force for change, as a force for good. Yeah. And I know a lot, even, you know, prior to three years ago, the efforts that were kind of put in place around events for sustainability were kind of coming to fruition, you know, and then, you know, the pandemic happens, everyone's kind of scrambling to get their events online or hybrid, whichever way and, and approach that they took, um, that it kind of made sustainability kind of take a back seat for a few minutes, but took the, uh, you know, the, the pilot, uh, you know, position there and continues to do that as we're getting back in person, as people are doing more hybrid events, you're seeing a lot more and reading a lot more, hearing a lot more about sustainability and how these events uh, professionals are really taking this um, to the next level within their events and how they're saving costs in certain areas. And, you know, if you maybe do a hybrid event, you have a certain audience that's online. So that's saving money of them traveling and, you know, helps the air, you know, and cost overall. And so all of these effects come out of sustainability, but it's how everyone's addressing it. So would love for you to provide an overview of sustainability in general, because I think maybe to some people it, it means different things depending on what area you're in and what you do specifically and maybe what actions are being taken to address sustainability. Yeah, so let's firstly put out there that I'm not an expert on sustainability. So I don't profess to be and anyone listening to this, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just an event professional trying to see what's out there, trying to do the best we can. And when we talk about business events as a force for good, let's just also clear up, it's beyond sustainability. That's absolutely a massive part of it and one of the biggest, but it's also DEI, it's social purpose, it's CSR. So it's much broader and it's around that word purpose. I mean, that is the most fantastic word in business today. And if you think about the younger generation, that is their motivator. That is the drive of why they get up and do what they do or stay where they are because they feel they have purpose. So just to, just to clear up the business events of force for good, it's, it's, it's far broader, but specifically on sustainability, um, it's huge. It's, it's, it's in every discussion. Um, it's in, if you go to any event session, the most popular ones are on sustainability. So our sector is fully, uh, embraced and embracing the whole topic, wanting to learn more, wanting to action more. Now, is there a disconnect between talk and action yes absolutely there is but that's not because of lack of desire maybe just lack of education lack of tools lack of financial commitment because whilst it can save money most of the time it does cost money um in certain times to do things sustainably um so in answer to your question yes it's it's absolutely almost number one on most people's agendas it's there's lots of little things being done there's lots of absolutely fully coordinated through the whole event program that sustainability is a pillar, like profit and loss is a pillar or um, risk and health and safety is a pillar. You have people within organizations now that their goal and their jobs are actually to look after their sustainability policy within the event program or within the organization. So job titles and so it's, it's quite far reaching to small steps individually done all the way through to corporate mandate. And, you know, who knows? Whilst we have a financial budget for events nowadays, will we have a carbon budget? 
that you can't do this event because you've you spent your carbon budget for the organization you know by september who that that's going to come i feel at some point um i can't remember the rest of the question <laughs> i don't know if i was touching on where we are um yeah, no, you you addressed it. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you that it goes way beyond sustainability. Um, and then in your opinion, though, um, who is leading the conversation on sustainability in the event industry? That might be a, a big question, but just specifically in your opinion. Um, I think I can speak from maybe a UK perspective. So because there are some great organizations. So there's everything from the corporate side, of course, and like those organizations having real corporate mandates when they're putting out their event RFPs, they are demanding sustainable policies and actions within. So they're driving it from the top end down. But I also feel that the agencies are actually getting clients to think about this when they weren't even thinking about it, getting them. So the agencies are leading it on it in terms of their um, pitch documents, in terms of how they're going to manage an event, a live event, a virtual event, a hybrid event and what measurement they're going to do, how they're going to offset. So that's amazing. Then I think the agency world is really spearheading a lot of initiatives and getting some clients to think about it when they it wasn't even on their radar. And when they have implemented it, I know, for example, Warwick Events in the UK, a B Corp organization, you know, they, they I know a case study where they actually had a client who wasn't really looking at it, but when they did and actually implemented some of the initiatives, the feedback from the guests and the audience about how they had used recycled materials and made things so much more interesting, sourcing locally, all those great things. The event attendee had a far better experience and really memorable than if they hadn't. So it's actually good business practice. Then you've got, like I said, organizations like that have done gone through the B Corp accreditation, that they are doing great strides. You've got um, in the UK, an organization called ILA, ISLA, um, doing great stuff in terms of um, building community around this topic, having a, having a huge network of agencies, supporting them and measurement tools, education. So they're, they're really massively leading the conversation. Uh, Event Decisions, another, another uh, organization, again, leading conversations, offering measurement tools. Um, Event Cycle is about uh, a, a company that's in the UK that basically tries to recycle materials that you're using at the event, whether it's carpet exhibitions or um, table centers that could be repurposed. Um, so there's lots of lots of organizations that are um, really leading on this topic. And what's great about it is that it could be an account executive in an agency who's absolutely spearheading this, or it could be the MD. So there is it's amazing that there is real impact at all levels, um, at all parts of the uh, event community. Absolutely. And I'm seeing the same here, you know, North America with agencies too, kind of spearheading that role into making sure that their clients, you know, really embrace sustainability and beyond love, you know, reusing things within events that are that are on site, anything that's digital as well, maybe repurposing um, an event landing page, you know, and using that again, just, you know, for, for cost awareness. So there's so many different avenues when we talk about sustainability with whether it's an in-person event, a, you know, a hybrid event, or even a virtual event, there's so many aspects that people can really, you know, consume and really um, watch for. So that's that's really cool, you know, to hear that from your perspective there as well. But 
as we look to the future, because, you know, sometimes even over these past three years, it's kind of like ebb and flowed a little bit with sustainability. You'll hear it spike up and you'll see a lot of, you know, awareness around it. A lot of articles come out and then you'll kind of, you know, you won't hear it as much and then it'll come back up again. Um, but for, for right now, the, where do you think sustainability lies? Are you hearing a lot about it? Like where you are in your sector of things? Yeah, it's just, uh, you hear a huge amount about it now. The pandemic and all of the impact and still the fallout of that is still very much there. Um, you've got a lot of challenges, a lot of cost rises because of inflation and demand being so huge after not having many live programs for quite a while. So the cost challenge is definitely there. So whilst the appetite is there, Sometimes it is being cut and it is being put back to, it's a really nice to have, but we just can't afford to whatever the thing might be. Um, I think that's slightly settling down. So it, it is absolutely on the agenda of most corporates. Um, and it's such, it's, it is, it's just not a question anymore that sustainability, sustainable practices have to be implemented. Now to what scale is, is kind of not, not for debate now, but, have to be implemented in everything we do. So I think we're in a time now where there is no excuse. There is no, there is no avoiding. And if you look at the people coming through and the younger generation, like I said, that this is fundamental to their experience. And if you're not doing it, you're going to be left behind. It is, um, yeah, it is like when you're choosing a hotel or a restaurant or a, if on a live event program, what everything you're doing, those things have just as much impact to the generation, uh, older or younger, but especially younger now, as what are you doing sustainably? What are you doing as a force for good? What are you doing in the local community? Um, and we, I was in site global conference last week and one, we did a session on mitigating cost rises because inflation is so high and recessionary fears. And one of the things that came out is actually a hotel was speaking to a couple of clients and challenges with budget. And what they did, they shared the stage set and it was brilliant, you know. And so not only was that just a brilliant win-win-win for the hotel, for both clients, for sustainable practices. So it doesn't always have to cost money. It actually can be a cost saver, something you mentioned. Um, so it's a, it's a really important um, part of it. And the Ventures project that we did was – in Liverpool, it was all about choosing a place where you can travel by rail. It was using one of the most healthiest buildings, which was um, Royal College of Physicians building, which is a brand new building in Europe. It was meat free, the whole event. So we could measure carbon footprint of what that might look like. Um, we, we measured the whole thing. We offset the whole thing with a donation of uh, 1800 trees to Merseyside Forest. Um, so I think when the more we do it as a, as a sector for our own communities, the more we do it with clients, the more we can see case studies and what that impact is, the more we will feel great about doing it because it won't be such a difficult wall to climb because you can just do a simple thing and it can make quite a big difference. Yeah, agreed. And I, I love the efforts of event organizers saying, hey, if you know how many ever attendees we have, we're going to plant that many trees. I've seen a lot of that happening, even with virtual events as well. Um, we uh, did that as a company last year as well, planted many, many trees. And it's just neat to have that kind of impact outside of an event, you know, because a lot of times, 
people think, oh, I'm going to go to this event, attend it. Maybe I'll remember something and go back home, you know, but that events are not for that anymore. You know, it's way past just, you know, what I'm there to do. It, it's, it's the experience, it's connecting with people. And uh, the other part, like we have been talking about is sustainability and, and what we can do to, to help that grow. Um, and specifically, I know that you have been traveling that you just mentioned to New York, um, but uh, how will the increased focus on sustainability um, impact travel for business events? Um, it will impact travel for business events. There is no doubt. So um, I think the pandemic has already changed our scrutiny of events so why are we doing an event who's it for and so there is there is this absolute rush back to live and of course hybrid and virtual always stay but there is that question about who is this event for and does it need to be live does it need to be hybrid who's the audience so that that question will of course expand to well we could do it more sustainably in other ways or actually does it need to be a global could we do regional so there is a scrutiny about events and how they're actually managed which is a good thing it's good mm -hmm. for everybody um yeah. that that scrutiny is there and asking that question of why rather than we've just done it every year well that's that that was fine but the pandemic has asked us that question um so the makeup of events will change um and travel will be scrutinized the frequent traveler has been shown to be the worst carbon footprint emit, you know, uh, emitter um, so that they, there's going to be a scrutiny on all of those travels um, if you had a board meeting for example for 12 people and you're all flying globally for an hour meeting does that need to happen anymore so there's those kinds of things that will be asked um, rail travel will increase no doubt both from its uh, uniqueness and sustainable reasons but also more routes opening up so for example we've just um, about to launch in the UK in the spring, I think, in, from London to Berlin, overnight train. So it's got some uniqueness. It's got other ways to travel to a destination. That doesn't mean that it's um, it's not going to be for everyone, you know, mm -hmm. but there is unique propositions coming out there. Long haul travel and incentives and all those great programs will still definitely happen. But there'll be more things like... Um, there'll be things like sustainable fuel that will come into play, which has lower carbon emissions. Now, lots of trials going on. I know ETA did a flight, I think, at the back end of last year using sustainable fuel. So as innovation grows, um, that's going to help. But offsetting measurement, understanding what your footprint is, will help you then decide what can you do about it. So I still believe those long haul programs, those beautiful incentives all around the world will continue. Um, so... There will be a change and we've yet to see what that is because the pandemic made us all go one way coming out of pandemic we're all back to live and we're in a we're now going to come into okay what does the new normal look like and we're yet to see what that is and where sustainability really has an impact on decision making yeah i agree and i see a lot of event planners now kind of coming back into going to in person seeing all the costs that have risen between, you know, production teams, AV, lighting, you know, hotel costs, F, you know, food and beverage, I mean, everything in between decor. And I think it's making them naturally kind of swing towards sustainability. I don't know if you agree with that, but I think a lot of people are seeing costs um, way high. And so they naturally just have to go, well, we can't spend that. 
So, you know, let's just forego or let's find, you know, a, another way, another option um, where we can afford it, but also kind of lands in the sustainability category as well. So um, I hope to see more of that happening this year as planners um, have already started planning for events. Um, it's, also, it's also, um, sorry, just to cut in there, the, the broader business events of the force for good is also about program design and mm -hmm. what you do in location. And how can you leave a location better than you found it? So programs that reach out to communities to support initiatives, those are all still not in the sustainability camp, but they're all really important drivers for people's amazing experiences when they're giving back because we know what that does that, that absolutely can make a program so leaving all destinations better doing beach cleanup programs building a climbing frame from a school in in parts of the world all of these things can offer incredible experiences for the guests but also um build on that business events as a force for good yeah oh i love that and i've heard other people mention that as well um, leaving it, you know, better than than how you left it. You know, we, we talk about that in our private lives and, you know, um, you know, where we maybe um, help in other ways outside of work. But it's amazing um, adding that same sort of approach to, you know, our careers where we go to an event and then we go and, you know, create some sort of um, cool, you know, swing set together as a team. I've seen a lot of these things happening mm. locally where um, like public parks and, um, just giving back to the community locally, wherever the event is held, really does so much more for the event and the the attendee experience than ever before. And I think people are kind of over the getting entertained. I'm going to go to this event. I want to be entertained. People are kind of just kind of pushing back on that. They really want to have an experience where they mm -hmm. feel really fulfilled when they leave the event. So that's a great way uh, to put it, you know, leave it better than, than when you when you first came. So, yeah, I mean, imagine like if you if you go on holiday as a couple or as a family, the day four of you, you can only do so much. But imagine there's a group of 350 for a conference or um, just think about that collective spend, that collective manpower, even mm -hmm. the hybrid virtual what could, you know, how could you have, you might have 350 live, you might have 1,000, 2,000 virtual. Just think of that collective good that could be done if the program design puts it in consideration at the outset. And a lot of times the agency is doing a great job of convincing those clients that this is the right time, the right place to spend your time and money. And it may not be being entertained by some great, you know, uh, acrobats, but it, but you're giving back to a community and that's going to be there forever. That's lasting legacy, which is incredible. Yeah, completely agree with that. Um, so maybe that's where we leave this conversation, Chad, is really encouraging event planners and organizers out there to be mindful and think of really cool things that you can do for opportunities to bring people together and connect in ways of giving back to the community locally or wherever the venue is, maybe something in, within the venue itself or um, in the area. So that is an awesome idea. Um, is there anything that you wanted to add? Any any other thing before we um, end the episode? No, I think um, to the to the event planners and your community that's listening to this, um, I would just say there's just such an opportunity. We have a chance as planners. I, I use the phrase to play. We can play and we can we can affect change um, because we have masses. We have attention. People will do what you tell them to do. So even if a client's reluctant, I remember one automotive client was adamant. We did an incentive to Nepal and they really didn't want to do anything. 
to um, CSR related. And we were like, you cannot go to Nepal and not do something. They were adamant, no, we do, we've got our own charities, we've got our own this. And we just convinced them right at the very end, we just said, look, just pack something to give to a local community, stationery, books, you know, anything at all. My God, it was just the biggest moment of the whole trip. Even though it was a last minute, they got, they bought so much stuff. And when we gave it to the local community in Nepal, that was such a, because they got to meet the people, they got to engage, they, they saw what their efforts, even if it was just so small. So push back if clients aren't willing. I'm sure most clients are now, in fact, demanding it. But if they aren't, push back, try and see if you can get something in the program because it will be rewarded tenfold to both you as an agency or you as a corporate client and, and the guest's experience. Yeah, very well said. You know, and I'm really looking forward to seeing continued growth in these areas around sustainability and beyond across the event industry and the sector that we're in um, this year and years to come. So it's exciting um, if we had this follow up episode with you and I talking maybe a year or two from now, I'm sure we'd have a couple other things to add in, you know. Um, but before we end the episode, I want to thank you so, so much for being on. Um, it's been a pleasure talking with you. And uh, I have so many more ideas that it's really sparked um, in myself. But um, before we end the episode, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so um, mysport.com is the website. Mysportcub.com is our directory and hub. And uh, Chetan at mysport.com, if anybody ever wants to reach out and come to one of our ventures events um, taking place in the UK. Um, on, of course, LinkedIn. All right. And I'm already connected with you on LinkedIn. So um, all of you who are listening, go out there and connect with Chet there as well. And uh, go to my book. Uh, many thanks to everyone tuning in as well and listening to this podcast. Many more podcasts are coming your way. Again, Chet, thank you so much for joining. And hopefully you and I can meet at some event coming up this year. Absolutely. Love to. Great. And if you want to chat with us here at VFairs, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out, send us an email. The email address is sales at vfairs.com. And we'll be glad to help you out. If you have any questions, reach us there as well. But until the next episode, peace, love, events. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Awesome.